0: It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle at the 10, at the 5, Murray dies for the end zone, and he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it, he does, left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and oh my goodness it's caught, DeAndre Hopkins caught it, he caught it for a touchdown, with one second left, I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle, gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt, a tackle for a loss for Watt.
1: Hello and welcome into another episode of Cardinals Corner, a podcast brought to you by Arizona Sports. My name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, the one and only Tyler Drake, the man who covers the Cardinals for you on ArizonaSports.com. I personally like to call him a Cardinals guru. And Tyler, we've got a lot of free agency news. Steve Keim has been even busier than he was last episode. And a lot of it has been with house money.
2: You can clearly see the uh, trend that's going on right now with the Cardinals just focusing on, you know, prioritizing those in-house guys and. We haven't really seen any uh, Mr. Outside Hire yet, so uh, pretty interesting to kind of see the trend that they're going on right now.
1: And full disclosure for everybody, this is about our third time trying to record the podcast today. (laughs) Lots of breaking news, obviously, Chandler Jones. We did have one outside signing. We're going to get into all of that at the end of the episode, but first, we're going to start from the beginning, talk about the guys that Steve Kime is bringing back from last year's squad, and let's start it off with Zach Ertz. Now, Ertz and the Cardinals agreed on a three-year deal. Now, the numbers are not fully disclosed, but Ian Rappaport reported the deal to be worth $31.65 million with $17.5 guaranteed. And I can sit here and tell you why Zach Ertz came back, but why don't you just hear it from the man himself?
0: When you find a good thing, you don't go looking for something else. And so for me, I wanted to be here. They, they, they made it known that I was a priority from the moment the season ended. To be in a place that respects you for not only what you do on the field, but off the field as well, the way you approach the game for me is valuable. You can't put a price on that. I wanted to be here. Yeah, there could have been th- situations that could have been different, but I don't think any of them would have been better than this. felt extremely comfortable. My wife loves it here. And so for me, it was a no-brainer.
2: That's exactly what you want from uh, from your one of your star players right there. you uh, that first part sticks out to me a lot. You don't want to give up on the good thing that you've got going right now. you don't want to go looking for something else when you've got a good thing going here. So uh, yeah, that and just the fact that the Cardinals really made him a priority and he it seems like made them a priority because they really didn't even get to the negotiation window. like they got this deal done. Uh Ertz clearly wanted to stay. He's got some family ties with his wife being from here, Julie. And, uh, you know, that's that's huge. I think getting those kind of players, those are like your glue guys. And having him be a star is just an added bonus. I mean, he changed that offense in such a solid way. And now getting him back on a long-term deal, getting a full offseason with Kyler Murray, I mean, really, the sky's the limit. And, I mean, he even said to us uh, the other day when we were talking to him, I mean, he's he wants to double his numbers from this past season, which... Really is very doable just because he only played 11 games this last season. So uh, really, really think that's one of their best signings so far, just from the fact of both sides really wanted this to work. And that's what you want to see if you're a fan of a team like you want both sides. So like just ready to go for one another.
1: Yeah, the thing with Zach Ertz is he's incredible on the field. We all know that. We know he adds a different element to this offense. He's a pass-catching tight end, but he could still block. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to multiple Pro Bowls. I mean, he's Zach Ertz. We all knew who Zach Ertz was going into this. But like you said, he really, really wants to be in Arizona. Cardinals fans, take that in. Let me say that sentence again. He really, really wants to be in Arizona. Look, we can get caught up on the negatives of last year all we want, and rightfully so, we can talk about them, accept them, acknowledge them. But the reality is, this is not the three-win Arizona Cardinals team. This is a team that Super Bowl champions, Zach Ertz, want to go to. They want to build here. That's not a small designation. This isn't a small signing. It's a really big deal.
2: And and not only that, the the stuff he does off the field too. I think that gets a little overlooked just because of how good he is on the field. I mean, this guy, as soon as he got traded, made it a point to you know do some charitable work out here, and and really didn't have a lay of the land. You know, I know he had that uh, that Arizona connection, but still, you know, for a player coming straight out to a new team. You'd think that'd probably be one of the last things on your mind just so you could get involved in football wise, but he made it a point to, you know, do the, uh, I think it was a 5,000 meals for a touchdown, like for each touchdown. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And now
1: when Kyler doesn't target him in the red zone, he hates charity too. It's another slander for Kyler. I think it was for for all of them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, yeah, Zach Ertz incredible on the field, incredible off the field. The Cardinals need both of them after this offseason. They need production and they need an adult in the room. And if you want to read a little bit more about this no-brainer of a signing, head on over to ArizonaSports.com. The one and only Tyler Drake, heard of him, has written an article (laughs) on Zach Ertz. He's also written an article on this next player we're going to talk about. Probably the second most important signing in my opinion of this offseason so far. And it's a running back, which is kind of a rare deal nowadays in the NFL. But James Conner and the Cardinals agree agreed on a 3-year deal just like Ertz but the numbers for Connor's deal it could be worth 21 million with 13 and a half million guaranteed but with incentives, it could grow to be $25.5 million, And we know that James Conner is one of the most prolific red zone threats in the NFL. He's efficient. He can catch. He was throwing it with one hand. But he's more than just his production on the field. And of course, Tyler Drake wrote about this on ArizonaSports.com. But let's hear from James Conner himself on what motivates him.
0: My second chance and my love for the game. I was out from the game, you know, and, and at the blink of an eye, you know, I had a knee and then got hit with cancer right after. And so you know for god to to heal me and then put me back you know and let me accomplish my dreams um, you know not everybody gets that second chance so my motivation is 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 doing it for everybody who can't do it you know everybody sitting up in you know hospital beds and and just you know wishing for a brighter future like I once was you know I like to be that that hope for them
2: that's the type of player you want to root for right there uh when I heard that live, I, that kind of took me back a little bit. Just, just to hear the journey that this guy's had. I mean, uh, you know, having the, the bout with cancer and having the knee injury happen <laughs> right around that time too is just, just huge. I mean, that motivation factor. And he's another guy like Ertz. He's just he brings that. He he gives the team so much more character and just one of those glue guys that is going to bring it every snap, every rep, every practice rep, every anything you want he's going to give it to you 150% and that's what you want that's what you want leading your backfield if you are a run if you want to run the football if the cardinals want to be successful in running the football you need a guy of James Conner's caliber to really set the tone and he's going to have to do a lot more with have with with being really the lead back now so it's going to be interesting to see but i i thought that was a huge signing you can tell it was like obviously a priority just like Ertz And yeah, I think it's a huge win. There's no doubt that
1: James Conner is a great person. I I mean, there's just no doubt. And there's no doubt that he gives you production on the field. He was top five in rushing success rate in the red zone, right next to Kyler Murray of all people as well. But there is a stigma in the NFL about paying running backs, especially running backs who are a little bit older. Now, James Conner isn't exactly checking into a retirement home yet. But he's not a young pup, and he has been injured. He has been through a lot in his body. So some people are wondering, Tyler, was signing a running back to a pretty decent contract the right move for the Cardinals?
2: I think it was. I don't think they could have. I I think I probably would have answered this differently if James Conner and Chase Edmonds were to come back. But I think the fact that they've put their money into one guy uh, instead of both of them kind of eases that a little bit obviously there's a there's a ton of uh, talk about you know paying running backs giving them those type of contracts but just going back to what I said I mean you're paying for more than just the stats you're paying for more than just in the stats you're you're paying for a guy that's really going to not only push the offense but try to get everybody around him better and you can't I, I mean it's it's hard to find those guys it's hard to find those guys that really are putting the team first and want to see the team succeed. And that's something that this team needs. Yes, Kyler Murray needs to step up and
1: be a leader. He's the quarterback. He has to be. But so do a lot of other people in the locker room. And this is a pretty old team being assembled in Arizona. Yeah, you've got your young bucks on the defense. You've got some young bucks on the offense. But on the whole, basically every major weapon besides Kyler Murray is on the older side. And that's kind of interesting for the Cardinals because sometimes people would think of them as a younger team when you're led by a young quarterback. But a lot of adults in the room. And I just want to run through the other signings. The other people that have been retained in-house for the Cardinals so far this offseason, then we'll take a little bit of a wider look on those. So listing them off, tight end Max Williams agreed to a one-year deal. Our own John Gambadoro had that one first. Colt McCoy, two-year deal worth $7.5 million with $6 million fully guaranteed. Dennis Gardeck, the barbarian, which I thought was pretty funny to have that included in his announcement. (laughs) tweet his nickname he's one of the only players I've seen get that in their announcement tweet but he signed a three-year deal worth 12 million dollars and then Michael Dogby on a one-year contract filling out around the edges out of those names Tyler who stands out to you the most
2: I think it's going to be Colt McCoy for me and the reasoning is you know he might who knows he might not play a, a snap a down anything this next season Might not play any meaningful games, might not do any of that whatsoever. But the signing sticks out to me just because of all the talk that we've had about Kyler Murray, the fact that a veteran like Colt McCoy, who probably could have easily went to another team and signed a deal similar to this, uh, sticking around. I mean, him sticking around in the Valley shows a lot to me just in terms of how he feels about the team, how he feels about that quarterback's room. And if it was really that tough and really that, you know, cringy in that locker room, I don't think some of these guys would come back, to, to be completely honest. So I think the McCoy signing is really, really telling to how the locker room is feeling right now.
1: Yeah, and not only are they coming back, but they're being re-signed almost instantly. Yeah, You have to think if there was some sort of hesitation, if there was some big deal about Kyler being a drama queen and a terrible person in the locker room and his teammates don't like him, if that was real, I don't think Zach Ertz would be rushing to re-sign in Arizona. I'm sure he had, and he said he had, plenty of other opportunities. I'm sure James Conner did as well. I'm sure Colt McCoy did too. Just because you're a backup quarterback doesn't mean there isn't a market for you. And that's relatively good money as well. And if he does have to play, we saw when Kyler was out last year, he can carry water. He can carry it really well, actually. And he can win you a couple football games. And when you are fighting for seating and fighting for position in the NFL in this season that the Cardinals are going to have, where every single game is a little bit more important to them than their opponent, most likely, because of what happened last season, having that security blanket behind Kyler Murray, having that voice in his ear can prove to be be tremendous off the field and possibly on the field help but I'm going to focus a little bit more on the field and that's with Max Williams because he adds another dynamic to this offense when paired with Zach Ertz that Kyler's going to love playing with and if Colt has to play he's going to love playing with him too because Max Williams gets down and dirty yeah he gets in there he'll block you he'll rough you up but at the same time before he went down with an injury before Zach Ertz came to the valley He was catching a lot of passes. Kyler liked to target him, and unfortunately, we never got to see Ertz and Max Williams together. But when Ertz announced his re-signing, he did talk about wanting to play with Max. This was before Williams was signed.
0: I've never played with Max before, but being in the same kind of room as him uh, would be a lot of fun. He's a guy that has been a pro for a long time in this league. He's made plays consistently um in the passing game and in the run game um i think we're very complimentary of one another he's going to allow me to do the things that i excel at um and kind of vice versa um so it'd be a lot of fun and he's a great pro he's a guy that guys love being around he's always going to bring the juice um and for me just i want to be around guys that love the process and love to work um, because that's what i've kind of built my career on um And so it would be a lot of fun to play with them.
1: And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them play together as well. While the Cardinals aren't maybe going out and getting every single weapon available for them, their offense will look different and they will have different weapons than they had at the end of the season when they slid. So looking back at all of these signings, just to recap, Ertz, a three-year deal. Connor, a three-year deal. Max Williams, a one-year deal. McCoy, a two-year deal. Dennis Gardek, a three-year deal. Michael Dogby, a one-year deal. Out of all of those signings, what stands out to you the most, looking at it from a big picture
2: view? Just the fact that the Cardinals are keeping it in-house. I mean, really prioritizing their own guys and kind of making it known that that's what they're doing. I mean, if if you're a guy returning to this team, I feel like that's a, a little bit of an added boost of confidence, just knowing that we're important over all of the needs that clearly we know the Cardinals have. Like To get to get Connor, to get these guys locked up. I mean, that shows a lot that these guys are invested. These guys trust them, and really, it's just about you know putting it all together now. But uh, yeah, that, I think the biggest thing for me over these last couple of days is just seeing them make sure that they're getting their own guys secured before they start really looking at those outside options that they need to add. One interesting point that I've seen brought up, and it made me think about it because.
1: It is an interesting take. It's an interesting point of view. Yeah, it's great that the Cardinals are re-signing these players that are in a vacuum, good players, but you're also bringing back basically exactly the team that ended last season horrendously. You're bringing back the coach. You're bringing back the GM. You're bringing back the quarterback, presumably, the tight end, the other tight end, the running back. Like, you're bringing back pretty much everybody, and you're losing some people as well. Is that the smart move? In a vacuum, yes, it's it's great to sign these guys back, but is there any worry in your mind that we might be looking at a repeat of the same season, this upcoming one?
2: I think, uh, you know, what it really is going to come down to is – what they figure out with uh, the wide receiver, the other wide receiver spot, to be honest, because that's been the thing that everybody goes back to is D Hop getting injured and then kind of just falling off there. They didn't have that other just legit consistent weapon, and I think that's really what it's going to come down to. And and but at the same time, I think they're going about it the right way, just with getting the guys that proved last year that they deserve to stick around. I mean, and and just going back to Max Williams, I know that he didn't really play that much just having to deal with that season-ending injury, but he really was turning on another level of just being that pass-catching tight end on top of what he does so well as a run blocker. So, you know, I think they're on the right track, they, but they've got to figure out what to do opposite of Hopkins.
1: And we'll get to that wide receiver position in just a second, but we do have to talk about the one person who wasn't on this team last year who will now be in the Valley donning the red and white. It is official according to the team. The Cardinals are signing cornerback and former first-round pick Jeff Gladney to a two-year deal. Our own John Gambadoro predicts that he will actually be a starter, not a rotation piece. This is a really big move if it does pan out the way that a lot of people think it can.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, it's it's really a, a bargain move. You know, uh, you know, Gladney was found not guilty on a felony assault charge uh, recently on Thursday. Uh, you know, he was arrested in April of 2021 after allegedly assaulting his former girlfriend. Uh, he got released by the Vikings, but he was a former uh, 2020 NFL draft uh, first round pick, number 31. And really, you know, it's, and yeah, like what Gambo said, he could very well be a starter. And so then you've got, you've got Marco, Byron, and now you've got Gladney. So obviously we're going to have to see what the football shape is like and everything else. But I mean, he's really only played his rookie season. He's probably got a lot of tread on the tires. And if you had to sit out a year, I'm sure you're probably chomping at the bit to get back. So it, it's just going to be, I think a, a time will tell kind of thing of is he going to be the guy to, you know, remedy the issues of last year.
1: And like you said, it's a bargain deal. They're not going out and breaking the bake for him. They're kind of taking a flyer and they're betting on talent. And at the end of the day, that bet on talent could end up winning the jackpot. And if you have somebody in that position, who's dangerous, who's a starter, who you can rely on easily worth the two year deal. And this was one of the spots that a lot of people, including myself, kind of had pinpointed as a position of need to fill this off season. And Now that box is checked, but a box that is not checked is the wide receiver position. And that brings us to the people who are leaving the (laughs) Valley. Obviously, Chandler Jones is gone. We're going to talk about him at the end. Chase Edmonds heads to the Sunshine State. But the man who had all of NFL Twitter's eyebrows collectively raised was Christian Kirk, who signed a pretty Big deal. I don't know if you saw it, Tyler. It was pretty, pretty small move. I think the whole
2: NFL saw that one.
1: Yeah, the whole NFL saw it and all the people who are waiting to get paid. Devontae Adams saw it. All, all
2: the other wide receivers are salivating over that contract.
1: Just to give you some numbers a four year deal. With a base value of $72 million that could be worth up to $84 million, that's $37 million fully guaranteed, $39 million over the first two years, a $20 million signing bonus, and $12 million worth of incentives for a man who's been great as a Cardinal. I think he's fit into his role, even if he doesn't think his role was the best fit pretty well. But he hasn't had a thousand yard receiving season. He got close, but he hasn't had it yet. And now he's one of the top paid receivers in the entire NFL. What are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, if somebody's going to throw that kind of money at me, I'm probably going to leave too. And you know, Kirk had those Arizona ties. You know, Saguaro High School grad, and and uh, you know, I I'm sure it probably was it probably. Tore him up a little bit to have to decide between you know staying with the hometown team or going out to uh to greener pastures really and uh, you know it's it's one of those things of yeah I think the progression is there but I'm not sure it's worth the number one type of money that he's getting you know Kirk was a great great dude to talk to uh, you could clearly see him progressing year over year but like you said thousand yard uh, seasons weren't there and. It's just number one receiver money, and he's really a slot receiver. That's his best position, and so it, it it blew me away. I thought there was a typo, to be honest, on the tweet when we saw the uh, the, the numbers starting to come out. Well, there were rumors. I, I mean, look,
1: the Cardinals said, "Hey, we're we're not gonna pay Christian Kirk a ton of money. We'll pay him. Like yeah. we we want him on the team, but." From the beginning, it kind of seemed like Christian Kirk was going out there and he was getting a bag, even though the wide receiver market and the draft for wide receivers is pretty deep this year. You would think of all years that maybe Christian Kirk wouldn't get this money. He did. But to be fair, you have to mention the team that he's going to. He's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe they had the most money to spend this offseason. They have made a lot of moves, especially on their offense. They're trying to solidify an offense around Trevor Lawrence after a pretty bad first year with... Not a lot of consistency and, of course, a different head coach than what they started with. They wanted somebody to come in and be like, hey, this is our guy. We believe in you. We're going to give you this money. But I don't think Christian Kirk is worth this, but I don't think Christian Kirk is a bad player. And obviously, he was a weapon on the Cardinals, and now they're looking to fill that wide receiver position. So how do you replace Christian Kirk? Because, yes, the Cardinals weren't going to give him the money, but if he was here, they would be using him on the field a lot.
2: Yeah, so... I think the uh, the writing was on the wall with the Rondell Moore pick uh, in the draft this last season. You know, he is really the guy that could come in and be that next Christian Kirk guy who who could probably take it to the next level. Just his skill set, his ability to go anywhere. I mean, you could put the guy in the backfield, out wide, slot, anything you want to do, this guy's going to do it and he is going to haul. Like... I said it to uh, to Dave Burns this last season. I think on the uh, Kyler Murray scramble, and he found Rondell Moore. Just that nutty scramble. I it, it's like Kyler Murray throwing it to Kyler Murray it's just one of those things he just has to take that next step as, you know, that second year wide receiver and not have that, uh, you know, that sophomore slump.
1: And Cliff did say when he was at I, I believe it was the combine that not only does he have to do better at scheming in general either with or without DeAndre Hopkins, but he has to do a better job of involving Rondale Moore in more creative ways. And that was something that we saw throughout the season was, okay, Rondell Moore's getting the ball, but not in different looks. And with somebody who's as explosive as him, as unpredictable as him, you need to use him in a lot of different ways, in different sets, in different plays, different routes. Whatever, just to keep the defense guessing because the only thing that can stop Rondale Moore in the open field is knowing exactly what he's going to be doing. And if he's doing the same thing over and over again, that speed, that elusiveness, that breakaway ability, it doesn't matter anymore because NFL players are all fast and they're all smart and the element of surprise plays a pretty big factor into almost every single possession. That's why knowing the playbook It's so big. So you see Rondale Moore fitting in. Obviously, they can look at the draft. There are a lot of free agent wide receivers out there on the market. We're not going to get into all of them, but just to name a few, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. The list goes on and on. You've got draft prospects as well. They will be able to find somebody to fit in there. Will they be as good as Christian Kirk? Probably not. But will they be making the money that Christian Kirk is making? Also probably not. Another key loss on the offense, Chase Edmonds, the man who shared the backfield with James Conner for a majority of the season, is also heading to sunny, sunny Florida, signing with the Miami Dolphins on a two-year, $12.6 million contract. Not as major of a move, in my opinion, as Christian Kirk, but still a pretty big loss for the offense.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was that change of pace back for uh, Conner, and I think the uh, the move now, you know, uh, Gambo, uh, John Gambadori even told us, you know, there was two... They offered both James and Chase a contract and it sounds like James was the one who came back first so they pulled the other one with Chase and that was it. Uh, But, you know... And going back to Rondell, you know, he filled in for Chase when Chase was hurt as one of those change-of-pace type backs. So... He might be getting a lot more looks and you know it it's it it sucks to lose a guy like Chase just because he was one of those you know other glue guys that you know really put the team first. He was a good cardinal for yeah, sure. He was a solid cardinal man, you know he he waited his turn was was backing up David Johnson was backing up Kenyon Drake and then finally kind of got a little bit more run this year and you know injuries derailed that a lot. I thought him and James Conner were unbelievable when they were together. But as soon as those injuries piled up, it was a completely different backfield. So they got to find that next guy that's going to really complement James Conner. And that could be Eno Benjamin. That could be Jonathan Ward. Who knows? But right now, that's one of the things they've got to figure out on top of the other major priorities they got to figure out.
1: Yeah, you can't pay both of those running backs. As great as they were last year, James Conner was on a good deal. Chase Edmonds was on a good deal. It's unfortunate they came up to get paid at the same time, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. And I think we've been putting it off long enough, Tyler. It's time to talk about, importance-wise, Arizona Cardinals-wise, probably the thing that should have led the podcast, but we have to talk about who's actually on the team first. Yeah, But Chandler Jones is no longer playing in the red and white. He has officially signed with another team. Now, obviously, there was speculation on this. Both sides didn't seem like they were going to be able to come to an agreement. But after a little bit of the tampering period going by with no news on Chandler Jones, there was some hope. But alas, he ends up in Las Vegas. I want to say Oakland, even though it's been a couple of years. I know, years. everybody does. But it's, it's, it's Las Vegas now. He ends up in the black and the silver. He is going to the Raiders on a three-year, $51 million deal with $34 million guaranteed, switching from the NFC to the AFC And this guy, this guy was a Cardinal legend, man. And even though things maybe weren't working out near the end of last season, the season before with the injury, basically past that first game of the season where he had five sacks, a lot of games he was not making that same impact. A lot of games his age was showing a little bit, but still a good player. Just not the Chandler Jones that Arizona Cardinals fans had come to love watching on Sundays come in and out. And now he's... Out of here. Yeah. He's no longer a Cardinal, so let's just take a moment and reflect on the career of Chandler Jones, the best pass rusher since...
2: Freddie Nunn yeah the guy he broke the shirt out for i mean this
1: is this is somebody that will go down in arizona cardinals history he holds records he gave russell wilson hell for a long time when russell wilson was going to oh he's still yes he's still going to in that same division as russell wilson that's probably why the raiders went and got (laughs) i know right we can't talk about that division because there's too much (laughs) to dive into that but i'm glad i don't play in the afc west that's for sure um but he terrorized Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson was terrorizing the Cardinals right back. He was there for such a long time, and he's somebody who put his heart and soul out there on the field night in, night out, and that needs to be appreciated for a team that maybe hasn't had all the highs that maybe he expected when he got traded here.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, for how everything kind of ended, I know it wasn't necessarily the greatest of endings just because, you know, he had the trade request this last, the past off season and and all that, but at the same time, yeah, you've got to recognize, you know, real recognize is real. you got to, You got to recognize the production he put there. The, you know, he really helped Arizona after when they traded for him from New England. So, uh, big guy, obviously going to be a huge, huge hole to fill. You know, even though he the sack numbers weren't really there this last season, too, outside of that five-sack game, he had 10.5, I think, for the full year. Uh, you know, it's it's still, you're still missing those pressures on the quarterback. You're still missing those, you know, Almost sacks. Uh, he was he he freed up Marcus Golden a ton, so it's gonna be one of those things where it it's a huge loss. Uh, you know, obviously I felt like there's no way the Cardinals were gonna pay him. He was he was asking for some money, and clearly he was asking for some money off off of this contract. So I think the Cardinals did the right move by not re-signing him. But obviously. There is a huge hole to fill now, and but the good thing is now they've got that money to put somewhere else, so you got to take the good with the bad, recognize how good he was for the Cardinals, and move on. Really, I mean, that's the thing.
1: Well, let's talk about that Chandler Jones-sized gap in the defense now. Like you said, he freed up a lot for everybody. He freed up Marcus Golden, who was able to have a career year and register a lot of sacks. I believe he led the team 11. in sacks, yeah. and obviously he played next to J.J. Watt when he was healthy, He's somebody that defenses have to key in on. And like you said, even if the contract didn't make sense, we were all kind of expecting this. That doesn't take away from the on-field fact that you have to fill that position. Yeah. Now, are you filling in for the Chandler Jones of three or four years ago? Absolutely not. But you're still filling in for a valuable player on defense. So they have the money. They have the draft picks. Which way do you see Steve Kime going to fill that Chandler Jones-sized hole?
2: Uh, you know, that's that's a tough one right now. I'm, I'm a little stumped on that one. I would say... I'd say you got to look at both, to be honest. I think you've got to kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, crowdsource it, I guess you want to say. Just look in, look in free agency, look in the draft. I mean, I know there's a ton of guys getting picked up right now in free agency, but there's also a few guys that are out there. You know, I, I like you said, you, I, you can't really replace Chandler Jones. I mean, let's—and <laughs> before I even get any farther, I just got to say, he said that he wanted to pick the scheme that was right for him. The dude had 19 sacks in 2019 with the Cardinals, so— that was a career high form too. So you tell me what scheme is going to be better than that. Plain and simple. <laughs> I can't.
1: I can't tell you that. I also can't tell you what scheme he was looking for, but I think he was just saying things because he didn't want to be here anymore. Yeah, that, clearly and, and that's clearly what it was. And that's totally fine if you don't want to be any, be here anymore. Your time has come. you put in a ton of work as an Arizona Cardinals. Congratulations. We'll shake your hand on the way out. Have a great career over in the AFC. Yeah. It was rumored he might go to the Niners, and that would have been interesting to see him there. I think that was, that was one of the teams. Just yeah, that was Anderson, one of yeah. the ones I was up there. But he ends up in the AFC. I personally feel like they're going to attack this spot with that first-round draft pick just because, like you said, a lot of guys are getting snatched up in that Chandler Jones position. Obviously, Von Miller with a big deal going over to Buffalo, and and, and the names right now that you really could get are like Jadavion Clowney, Jason Pierre-Paul, maybe another name through trade, but you want a cost-controlled guy, Somebody's going to come in, give you young legs, but then again, you're putting a young player in a position of importance on a defense where you're going to be trying to work in two other extremely young players, but I just don't know what options are out there for them right now to sign.
2: Yeah. And let's and let's remember this too. We're talking about Chandler. Marcus Golden's still on the team. That dude is a junkyard dog. That's why his nickname is junk. Like the dude is a dog and he is going to bring it every down. They just have to make sure they get somebody there that'll that'll bring some attention their way to free him up just like Chandler did this past season. Like you don't have to get to the quarterback every time, but get somebody in a position to where they can.
1: Yeah, and this will be the last soundbite that we use before we say goodbye to you, and it is from Dennis Gardeck and his availability talking about his signing today, saying that it's not just going to be one person making up for Chandler Jones. It's a team effort.
0: It's going to be um, a bunch of people stepping up and filling that order. Um, but in terms of being able to keep guys locked in while having fun, I think I think that's something that that we can all do.
1: And of course, it's a team effort over here at Cardinals Corner. So shout out to Arizona Sports. Shout out to Tyler Drake, our resident Cardinals guru, our Cardinals reporter. You can read his work on ArizonaSports.com. Great stuff on Ertz. Great stuff on James Conner. Great stuff on everything Cardinals free agency related. So if you like the way he sounds, you're also going to love the way he writes. So make sure you check him out. You can follow him on Twitter at TDrake4Sports. You can follow myself on Twitter at EricRuby987. And you we want to tell them our Twitter account for our show, which is officially up and running?
2: Yeah, yeah. Give us a follow at AZ Cards Corner on Twitter. Give us that follow. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what, uh if you didn't like us. If you liked us, just give us some uh give us some opinions. You know, we're we're all ears.
1: Download us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts on. Leave a review if you can, five-star rating if you can. Of course, we will be here every step of the way through the Cardinals offseason, through signings, through players leaving, through trades, through whatever happens. We will be right alongside with you. So once again, signing off for Tyler Drake. I'm Eric Ruby. We'll see you guys next time.